Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. again that is the sound of rock cracking you've got doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net that's webtalkradio.net i'm your host dr ed holiday and we are glad to have you here listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics this week i gotta ask the question is china on the brink of woe woe is me is that china this uh superpower that is uh is, is threatening the United States to be the number one country? The 21st century is China's century, what we've been hearing and watching and seeing. Well, we got uh, some interesting comments on that, and there's some things that we're going to show you to, an article that's come out, and we we just want to think. This is not a way I've been thinking, but I want to give you some information that explores this question is china on the brink of woe woe as w-o-e woe <laughs> and it may woe uh, china and it may be dangerous to the united states how would that be dangerous if china was to simply implode um well there, <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that are in that statement so we're going to cover that in today's uh show this is something that you're not hearing on the mainstream media, that's for sure. So I'm glad you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're going to get right into China as soon as I play a little clip from Senator Ted Cruz about what's going on on the southern border of the United States. Go back in the archives, listen to her show a couple weeks ago about the incredible uh, just disappearance of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden for their constitutional duties on the southern border of the united states of america they took an oath of office to protect the constitution and they are breaking a law every day every day and every way when it comes to immigration on the southern border of the united states of america our president and vice president are breaking a law looking at just putting their head in the sand and it's becoming a crisis so here we did a show on a couple of weeks ago if you didn't hear it go back and listen to that in the archives but take a listen to this from senator ted cruz as the republicans came together the senate republicans said we need they had a press conference and said we need some action from our commander-in-chief the president of the united states and maybe kamala harris uh is she helping him at all does she have any kind of uh ideas does she have any kind of intelligence to say hey we could do something about this immigration disaster on our southern border well, here's senator cruz take a listen the biden border crisis that continues to rage on the southern border this is a crisis that on the merits should dominate the news each and every day because it continues to get worse the washington times reported on sunday 
that catch and release numbers increased more than 430,000% this August compared to last August. 430,000%. That, that, that's a, a, a percentage so big you almost think it's a typo. The Biden Department of Homeland Security is preparing for up to 400,000 illegal immigrants to cross the border this month. We are seeing tens of thousands of Haitian immigrants. I was in Del Rio just a couple of weeks ago at the Del Rio Bridge. The day I was there, there were 10,503 illegal immigrants under that bridge, overwhelming DHS's capacity to deal with them. Just over a week ago, I met with the foreign minister of Panama. She described how this year the country of Panama, Panama sits on the juncture between South America and North America. This year they have seen over 80,000 Haitians who had been living in South America crossing into Panama illegally on their way to the United States. And the cause of all of this is simple. It is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris who refused to enforce the law. Those are decisions they made literally the first day in office. Three decisions drove this crisis. Immediately halting construction of the border wall. That happened on day one. Reinstituting the failed policy of catch and release. That also happened on day one. And most indefensibly, ending the incredibly successful Remain in Mexico international agreement. Remain in Mexico last year produced the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. This year, because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris refused to enforce the law, have continued to be utterly lawless, we are seeing the highest rate of illegal immigration in 21 years. Well, thank you, Senator Cruz. Thank you for the Republicans in the Senate who are saying, look, let's get some action before this crisis gets worse and worse. Actually, it is, it is descending into chaos because there is no policy. There is no policy. And, and like you heard Senator Cruz say, what President Trump had done, it worked beautifully and, 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 and better policy, and it wasn't, it wasn't easy to put in place. But they got it in place, and it had stopped the flow of illegal immigration on the United States southern border. So I hope our president and vice president will wake up to their responsibilities. They have failed miserably. President Biden is, oh, well, we're going to talk about him coming up about China. Let's talk about China. Is China on the brink of woe? Um, well, I'll tell you what I've learned over the last few years, and I've even looked in investing in china uh, for, for different stocks different things to look at and and over the years yes i've, I've seen some things and, and and some companies have really grown and it looked like a good investment opportunity but it hasn't been lately if you've watched the stock market and what's going on in china but what we saw with china is incredible as the world's a uh, largest country india back and forth to china but well over a billion people and the thing about china is that since the communists took over and chairman mao was there and they did some incredibly stupid things and killed millions tens of millions of people but what has happened since the 70s 80s and part of it may be beginning with Nixon going to China. If, uh, you go back in your history and 
read about that, how he opened the door to China. But I do have to tell you that uh, China had some incredible moves economically and and uh, under different leadership over the decades from the 80s and 90s and and with the help of the United States and European powers China has really become a huge dominant economy when I say dominant dominant for that region they have not taken over America in uh, the amount of GDP and gross domestic product but they are definitely growing <laughs> and and they look like this is their century they who can stop a billion people on their way to uh, being an economic giant and a superpower to rival the United States of America and some people say it will be stronger than the United States of America but more superior uh, military we know they got the numbers so what what is going on that makes them look so gigantic and and people say, let's see what, let's do what China's doing. Well, we know they got a communist government, so people don't have freedom. We remember what happened at Tiananmen Square in 1989, and there was this move of young people wanting democracy. It was squashed, and, and many people died. And, and uh, the communists, it took them years to get uh, that out of people's minds. And, and right now, they, what they started doing is moving people from the countryside into the cities they didn't have enough room in cities what did they do they've built whole new cities they they go out to a, a pasture land and they get their plans and they've done this all over china where they put in the sewage and they put in when I mean, nobody's living there and then they built a whole city and they have moved people in and it's it's made an incredible rate of modernization and they've got a very poor country that became more of a middle-class country. And the income level has increased for uh, what it was two or three decades ago tremendously. And so the citizens seem to be happy of that part. But when, when we saw just like the Wuhan virus, when, when they say, don't leave your house, they mean it. You remember we talked about that on our show in the past where they locked the apartments down where the people live. I mean, they locked them in. <laughs> they weren't going to leave that apartment because the authorities locked them in. Dictatorship, the Communist Party that overrules everything that goes on, how do you know what's going on? Well, the Communist government, they're going to do what's good for communism and for the Communist Party and not necessarily for the people. But that's part of one how they can move quick and say, we're going to build a city here. We're going to take this land and we're going to build a city. But it's been incredible. People who've uh, studied the stock markets and looked at China, say, look at the growth, invested there. We, get, we know a lot of factories, a lot of jobs moved out of America, moved into China. And we know that China is very good at duplicating, copying, uh, stealing is a real word, American know-how when it comes to building things and and if you want to build your products in China uh, the Chinese make you give up some of your company secrets so that they'll un understand but then they start making copies of it everything from the furniture business tire business uh, computer business chip business phone business everything if they can get 
a way to steal it. And they, and they have spies all over the United States. And that's what uh, uh, President Trump uncovered, all these uh, confusion, Confucius, <laughs> which is really confusion. <laughs> the word slipped out of my mouth, but that's really what it is. They're confusing the Americans and the government, American government with these Confucius education centers on college campuses has really been nothing more than intelligence and spying and getting information from private companies and even military secrets probably but that has been ongoing and that's what's made china so successful and strong and you know you look at products coming from china and they're knockoffs but i'm just saying that's how china has grown so much and, and their people have gone from a low-income third-world nation into a middle-income nation in, in many places. So why would we say that uh, China is on the brink of woe? Because, I mean, they're incredibly successful. And everybody's looking and saying, hey, this is the century of China. You know, they're, they're showing their muscle in the uh, China South Sea. They uh, People in Taiwan are... And, and for those who don't know, during the big war, it became like a civil war, the communist one, Chairman Mao. Those who were fighting for a free China, they moved, to, they, they went to the island off the coast of China called Taiwan. And now China claims that's their people and their island. But Taiwan has worked under freedom for decades now. That is a point of contention. Same way with Hong Kong. Hong Kong was uh, had a lease for 100 years from the British, from Great Britain, and they gave it up in 1997. And, but it was to remain free. And just this past year, China took over and said, no, we're not going to do this freedom stuff anymore. And they they did. They just shut down the, the free elections, shut down a lot of things in Hong Kong that had been able to be more free and, and very successful economically. It was before because it was never a part of China during the communist takeover because Great Britain, uh, was, that Hong Kong was controlled by Great Britain until 1997. So these are the things that China has going for it. But there are some cracks in the wall, and that's what you need to know about. Have you ever heard of a company called Evergrande? Well, it's a Chinese real estate company that owes tens of billions of dollars, and they can't make their payments on what they've borrowed. Hmm. So could that pull down China? And what would happen if China, if they thought, we need to take over Taiwan before we lose our strength, before we deteriorate. Would they do that? Well, the uh, reason I ask that, there is an article that has been uh, written and just recently published uh, in a magazine, in a foreign uh, policy magazine that a lot of uh, people around the world read. But uh, the article is called China is a Declining Power, and that's the problem. And if you won't go to the Internet, it's a wonderful article. Just go to China is a Declining Power, and that's the problem. And you can find that. It's written by Hal Brands and Michael Beckley. And it just came out uh, late September this year, 2021. So we're going to talk about that 
and look at the problem China is having, and could it collapse like a, a house of cards? Could China, the communist government, be in big trouble? Well, I'll tell you some things you probably have not heard, so we'll get to that. Let me first remind you that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have each and every one of you, and we got people listening around the world, so we're glad. If you're picking this up to learn more about China, thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Tell your friends and neighbors, look back at our archives, and uh, look look at the different shows we've had, and we appreciate you listening to us. Hey, around the nation, all 50 states, it's very important to hear this of what China, what what's going on with China. And I will say... <laughs> There's uh, there's just some things in this article that uh, you just you you just have to hear. So take a listen to this, and then we're going to jump into what is bringing uh, China to the brink of woe. Yes, I think that this is a systemic problem in the Chinese economy. It's not just about one firm. This is about China's real estate sector, which begins with local governments selling land to government-affiliated or favored land developers who get financing from government-affiliated or favored financiers and then sell to local people. And so this is a business model that is a, that's flawed. It's not just one company that's out of control. And the entire business model is going to be a problem in a country where real estate is a disproportionate amount of GDP and the economy. So what are your expectations then when it comes to this in terms of China's ability to contain the problem, or is it going to spread to other real estate developers uh, and to overall the market? As you point out, real estate such an important asset class in China, not to mention an important part of the economy. Well, if I was someone in China thinking about buying an apartment, I think I would probably hold off watching what's happening with Evergrande. But I think that the central government is going to address this in a Chinese way. There's, they're not going to allow some kind of catastrophic uh, collapse what China has done in the past, for example, when state-owned enterprises have failed, is they merged them. When the stock market went south, they got the national team of Chinese-affiliated uh, financiers to come in and prop up the stock market. HNA has failed, and they've done asset sales. So they are going to prolong the situation, try to create a glide path. The government thinks it has the responsibility in a state-led economy to guide all economic activity. And so I think they're going to have a prominent role but it will not be a Lehman moment kind of scenario. Well, that was uh, Jeff Moon. Uh, he was talking on CNBC uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said it won't be a Lehman type, uh, it, talking about the 2008 uh, the crisis that hit America when uh, Lehman Brothers fell, failed. And, and Evergrande, Evergrande, how you, you won't pronounce it, it's huge in China. And it's got a lot of real estate, but they have so much debt, and there's a lot of people associated, a lot of companies that are associated. But let's look at China. And you got to remember, China is a communist country. So the facts and figures that we are hearing, <laughs> how, how much truth is in that? So it won't be another Lehman Brothers moment. I don't know if that's true. 
I hope for goodness sake we're hearing truth out of the communists. But how many times have communists told the truth? Especially when it comes to companies in China. And you talk about, well, is it too big to fail? Will China get behind it? But what is China? What is China's financial condition? Well, there's some people estimate the GDP, and we've watched America's GDP, and you know how bad it is when we, uh, we, we've gone up to $28 trillion, and, and, and if Joe Biden and Democrats get their way, they tack on another, what, $4 trillion, $32 trillion, and then we're like at 130 135%. Of America's GNP, the, the gross national product, and that that's horrible. And 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 there's been studies showed that have shown that countries that go over 100 percent, they don't ever return, and they they don't ever become uh, the country fails basically, and they go into deep decline. I hope that's not going to be the case for America. But my goodness, we got to have some leaders to wake up and smell the coffee. Hear that Joe Biden, hear that Chuck Schumer, hear that Nancy Pelosi. Please wake up and smell the coffee. But what is China's deal? What's their uh, GNP? And what, what's their debt percentage? Well, of America owing $28 trillion now, soon to be $32 trillion if the Democrats get their way. But <laughs> China is like over 200, 250. Some people estimate maybe 300% of they're borrowing that much more than they have in the gross national product i mean that's how much they owe they are in dire straits is china on the brink of financial ruin well they have borrowed money they've allowed their banks to do things that other country bank other countries banks can't do and they have built farms in Africa. They've bought land in Africa. They've they've borrowed money to to help build out China's uh, economic landscape across the world in many places. That's how they've influenced the um, Panama Canal. That's how they've influenced how they get their oil. You know, they don't have a lot of oil there, so they have to import it. Most of their energy is by coal. They import coal. They have coal, but they import coal. And you know what? Another thing that's been happening is there is an energy crunch now in China. For what? They've tried to maybe follow a little bit of the climate change uh, doctrine, but they <laughs> are having, like California had rolling blackouts. Well, now... China does not have enough energy for its people, so they don't want the people upset. They don't want the people out uh, protesting, so what are they doing? Well, they've cut back on uh, what the factory uh, use. And so some factories are just working one day a week or two days a week, and that's what's happening in China now. So what does that spell? Well, it spells economic disaster. If you got a population that's been growing phenomenally for decades, like, you know, 10% a year, I mean, huge growth rate, what happens when it gets scaled down? And this is a year after COVID. It started in China. And, you know, one thing I always thought, well, you know, COVID hit China so bad, and I've, we've talked on this show. When the word got out that there was COVID in China and they were begging for face masks, 
Well, they emptied all the face masks from America and Europe, all the warehouses full of face masks for the medical community. They, they shipped them out to China because they needed them. They said they needed them. And then all of a sudden, China had a bunch of face masks to sell to the world when, it, when the virus went around the world. So I'm just saying that China, in 2020, like everybody, had a tough year economically. But things are not getting better in China. They're shutting down their factories so that people have enough energy to heat their homes and cool their homes. I don't know how much air conditioning they have. But I, there's an energy crunch going on in China. And what happens? Well, when there's an energy crunch, people aren't working as much. They're not getting paid as much. And so the middle class is going to have a hard time hanging on to being middle class. And we just talked about the uh, Evergrande or Evergrande, the company that's it's a real estate company. What if they go broke? What if they... What if the government tries to save them and they can't? Why couldn't they? Well, I just told you how much debt the government already has. What starts collapsing? Well, it goes back to this is something you need to know. We've talked about cryptocurrencies on this program. We've explained them. We've talked about it. Go back and listen to the shows if you don't grasp cryptocurrencies. We've had several good interviews and shows about cryptocurrency. But in China, starting with their Winter Olympics coming up in just three or four months, in 2022, the Winter Olympics, the World Winter Olympics are going to be in China. And if you want to go there, and I don't know how many people get to travel there, but anything done with the Olympics has to be done through the Chinese digital yuan, the digital currency. And are they way ahead? Well, they want this digital currency to go through China, get rid of money, get rid of cash, and that way they'll know every penny everybody in China spends, every dollar, they'll know where you're spending it, what you're spending it on. Government will know. Now, I just have to say this. <laughs> they'll know every penny, every dollar. But, you know, in the bill that Democrats are trying to get passed, part of that in the reconciliation package is to make sure anybody that has over $600 in a bank account, that they turn all that information, the bank has to keep a record of it, turn all the information into the IRS. Are we not getting more like China? Does that not scare you? Does that not scare you that we are walking right into the same thing that is happening in communist China? Wow. Wake up, America. Please wake up. Please wake up. So is China on the brink of woe? Well, the, the article points out many good things. I go back to the article that uh, I was telling you about written by um, Hal Brands and Michael Beckley, China is a declining power. They're not asking. They're just saying China is a declining power. And these are the reasons why. They talk about great powers and, and go back in history. And they said what's scary is a power that's not growing to surpass another superpower, 
but one is growing and then they stop growing and then they think while they got the strength they do they need to try to say take Taiwan if you're China but but they brought out some of the history of that and when it, but one of the things that they brought out that uh, what's going on in China now is the fact that uh, with all this growth has come the astounding growth that it was that happened for decades is coming to an end. That's what they're talking about. The factories are not being opened up. Their productivity is declining. And, and you know, COVID-19 didn't help it at all. But it was already, they were slowing down. And it talked about, and there's something called the Belt uh, and Road Initiative where uh, trying to line up, like I said, Chinese banks for loaning money and making big tech companies in China that are the equivalent of the Facebooks and the Twitters. And and what it is, they won't control these companies so much. They don't mind their stock prices going down because they're clamping down on them. They're clamping down on entrepreneurs. And it's slowing down the Chinese economy. It's not good for the Chinese people. And then what happens when when that happens? Well, are they going to get upset if they don't have the buying power? But that is why Chinese, the communist government, the communist party that is over China, that they have got big decisions to make because something that they pointed out is like 200 million workers, you know, in their peak of their working career 200 million in china or in the next 10 to 20 years are going to be getting in their 70s and 80s and 90s and that is going to cause more problems because somebody's going to have to take care of them and china is not ready for that they're in the face of decline so will they be pushed or some generals be pushed say we need to take taiwan when we can we need to take over their semiconductor industry we need to we need to be there taiwan as part of china and we got to take it now are they ask are they, the general saying that is america ready to protect taiwan does joe biden care do you think <laughs> you want a wild speculation i'm not saying this happened but the Chinese hated Trump so much because he was standing up to him unlike any president in the last 40 or 50 years. President Trump stood up to China, made them pay tariffs, made them do things. And then this, would, do you think the Wuhan virus was unleashed on the world to help get rid of Donald Trump so that they could get a fuzzy bear Joe Biden? Fuzzy bear Biden. I haven't heard that term, but I'll just make it. Fuzzy Bear Biden when it comes to China. Oh, just laugh. Oh, buy some art from my son Hunter. Yeah, go ahead and buy buy that 500,000 piece of watercolor from my son Hunter. <laughs> yeah, wow. Is it that easy to sell out to China? And nobody, nobody in the mainstream media would cover Hunter Biden and, and, the, and his connections with the Chinese. And now we got a president. Would he even try to protect Taiwan? 
I don't know. Fuzzy Bear Biden. And is China on the brink of woe? Is their military going to collapse around with the econ- economic collapse that could be coming to China? Would people rise up and say, we want democracy? Would the people of Hong Kong say, we'll take democracy and we'll show the whole country how to be free? Could it happen? Well, if the Chinese listen to Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics, <laughs> they, they're going to be upset. But you need to know this. You need to know this if you have investments. You need to know this if you're thinking about uh, America needs to follow in the footsteps of China, the Chinese and what they're doing with uh, digital currency. You know, if America did away with all cash, then they'll control every dollar you spend. They'll know where it went, and they'll control you by knowing, having a knowledge of where you're spending your money. Wow. Oh, they'll say, hey, it, it'll be so good because we'll get rid of all the cheaters. We'll get rid of the IRS, people who are cheating the IRS. We'll get rid of criminals. But you know what? They will take your freedom. The Democrats have just told you anything over $600, they want to know where it is. They want your bank to give them the information that is your freedom that's being taken away. Wake up, America. Watch what's happened to China. They're on a brink of woe. And you heard it right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Hey, we'll see you next week for another story you're not going to hear in the mainstream media. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>